Mark Parcell. This is Arthur Bush, and you're on Radio Free Flint. And I love it. So, Mr. Kogel's man, how's it going? Uh, great, great. We're doing, uh, you know, we're quarantined down here with Big Boy and the King. We're just, this is my studio down on South Main in uh, Memphis, Tennessee called uh, South Main Sound. Now, that dude behind you, he made a song called Memphis, Tennessee. Absolutely. Yeah. They call it the three three kings. You've got Elvis, B.B. King, Albert King. Is that right, you guys? Okay, good. I got that right. And then you're the king. Well, I'm the, they call me the mayor of South Maine, which is uh, kind of ridiculous because if they dug into my past, they'd never elect me. <laughs> but, you know, I, I do my best. You don't know. The Flint City Council now has got about three guys on it with felonies, so you might fit right in if you come back home. Well, you know, I, it's, it's bizarre. I've been following that. <laughs> You've got to have a certain record that wraps you to, uh, to even apply over having a cocktail here. Okay. Well, that would be illegal under the FCC rules. I don't know that we operate by those. They've got uh, liquor to go now from all the bars, but you can't uh, go in and uh, hang out. Not that I like the bars. I like the bars. All right. Well, so this thing in front of you, explain that, who that is. That's not your toy doll. Right here? This yeah. is a big boy bank. I like to, uh, whenever I'm up uh, in Michigan a couple times a year, I, I stop in, in uh, whatever big boy I'm near, usually Grand Point and I buy some, some big boy paraphernalia. It's funny, people walk in here, a lot of people from the north, and a lot of people who, they call it Shoney's, you know, because they didn't have Elias Brothers, but everybody loves the big boy. And uh, so he's kind of like our motto. We, we put the big boy on all our concert posters and just about everything we do, it's just kind of a calling card. So Mark, you you handled a number of, of accounts over the years. Uh, just just tell the listeners a few of the names, if you can, some of the bigger companies that you uh, place their ad. Well, I you know, with, with Mark, uh, with Car Concepts and Par Media, it was one of the biggest was uh, Superior uh, Pontiac Cadillac. Fast Eddie Latavis spent some money. Car wash guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he really pioneered that fast oil change long before there was such a thing anywhere else. Tony Young out in Owasso did great business out there. It was old school sales. I would get in there. They'd expect me a certain time of the week, and I'd be there every time. A lot of times it would be at happy hour. Just so many of the great car dealers in, in, in our area were clients, great clients. Al Bennett, $99, $99 a month. Were you involved in the creative at all, any of these deals? Yeah, some of them we uh, acted as extras. I was involved in more things at the station, like I was a service department uh, write-up guy in, in Slivka ads and stuff like that, and I continued to do a lot of production work down here. I'm still trying to remember your dad's dealership and what the advertising said. Come kind of give me an idea. It was come, come see the old ringman. Yeah, the ringmaster. That was it. Well, ringmaster. Frank Caden was a good friend of his, and Frank was at, at Channel 12 WJRT, and he was also Bozo. And so, you know, back in the day, your friends were your media people and vice versa. And I, I somehow found myself on on the Bozo show one time, and, and Frank was trying to give my dad a plug. And what is what does your dad do? And I, and of course, I. I said, it's Vern Parcel Bluick. I mean, I couldn't quite say Buick. So, so it was Bluick, I and mean, it was really funny. On it was it was regional TV, but uh, but yeah, the media and and business it was really a tight knit 
bunch of hard work and people and, and the timing was good you know up until i guess 1973 uh, when the oil embargo hit flint had the highest per capita income in the country then again and you know we came back again um if you want to want to work if you can do it in flint you can do it anywhere and that's basically i think what we all felt do you think the fact that you uh, had a, a, such a good run at such a young age because you must have made pretty good money doing uh, that that gave you the kind of confidence and self-esteem that was needed to go on in your world? Me, I'll be honest uh, about, you know, how it all transpired. I had a pretty popular name. My dad was very successful. At, and, and you're either going to get in there and you're going to be successful too, or they're going to they're gonna say that you didn't have what your dad did. And so there was an added pressure to perform with my dad's name at the level of success he had attained. I was never going to attain that kind of success. But so, so that was a lot of work, just trying to make sure, not that I lived up to the name, but because I did the job to kind of warrant the respect that my name deserved. So it was really interesting at a, as a young, young guy. Eventually, you met characters like John Harps, so affectionately known as Harpo, who used to be the top aide to former mayor uh, James Rutherford. You and, and, J and John are very close friends, even today. How'd he manage to get you to leave home? John and I worked at 66. He took a job in Lansing, went and worked for him at Channel 53 for Joel Ferguson, who was Mr. Spartan, Magic Buddy. And then I got out of the business. I worked for WJR a little bit. You know, I, I have a lot of, lot of friends in the business, a lot of friends, um, in, you know, car dealers, uh, guys like Bill Luttrell. And, uh, Bill Luttrell you know, was the Luttrell Advertising Agency. Right, right. Came up with those wonderful commercials in the old days. Peterson and Son and Lovely LaPierre. <laughs> there was a lot more to it than that because Bill's a little more creative than that. Uh, the one that I liked was Leon Leon's Carpet. Hi, I'm Leon, Leon's Carpet. Leon starts and he says, ladies, take a look between your legs. I got the grass. Oh my God. I got the grass, he says. And I don't I know the how the rest of the grass. You can lay it. <laughs> you can right? lay it. You can lay it. He says that. And yeah. I don't yeah. know how in the hell they let him run that commercial, but it got attention and he sold one hell of a lot of what we called in the oh, day oh, AstroTurf. He sold right. it by the mile, not the yard. Unbelievable. Yeah. Same thing with guys like Les Wright, just, just so many uh, characters. Tom McSue, you know, just so many characters in that market. I mean, just amazing individuals. One of the reasons I got this job at Channel 5 here in Memphis was my connection with McSue and his buying group. They needed somebody to work that account. And I had experience doing it and, and walked into a, a real good uh, situation there. So let's um, explain to the, let's explain to Lister what you're talking about. Is McSood basically he's in the hot tub spa and and then he expanded it out to recreational furniture. All right, so Mark Mark you're an expat from Flint. You uh you were born and raised in Flint, Michigan, right? That's absolutely right. Then you've relocated to Memphis, Tennessee some number of years ago. Yeah, I spent really 27 years in the advertising business either with an agency or with the TV stations uh, there and in Lansing. And then 2001, I, I get a call from my buddy, John Hart, and he goes, you got to come down and see Memphis. You're going to love Memphis. And I thought, man, we'll, we'll come down for a couple of years and we'll go home. And I never really left. And, uh, you know, there's a, an old adage about a Yankee who sticks around too long, but it's not uh, radio friendly. But yeah, we uh, spent uh, 
27 years in that business in Flint and Lansing and here. Tell us a little bit about your family business. Uh, you know, Vern was, I like to say he's a, a poor farm kid from Flushing, which is exactly the case. His dad played, uh, his name was Leon. He played at the Otisville uh, Ballroom to play uh, piano for beers back in the 60s and 70s. And he was a farmer, built a smokehouse, burned it down, built a chicken coop, chopped his thumb off. I mean, he wasn't very good at it. Uh, Vern bought dealership down in Holly and eight on Grange Hall Road, I believe it was right there. Buick Chevy, he, he had been in the finance business, household finance before that. He built one of the first mega stores in 67 in Grand Blank there on uh, South Saginaw, uh, Vern Parcel Buick. And you know, ironically, sometime into the process, he sold the first hundred feet of frontage to Al Sarah to build his first dealership. And then we know how successful Al, Al Sarah has become. You know, I take a lot from my dad as far as promotion. I, I tell a lot of people, you know, back in 1970 when Buick dropped a Buick Open, Vern picked it up and he and Larry Mancor ran that golf tournament for about five years. And Vern was just a, a crazy promoter. He was one of the first car dealers to get on uh, TV himself. And I, I don't know if you recall, but someone uh, put him up to uh, riding an elephant in the uh, uh, circus. There's Vern with a suit on. Uh, riding an elephant. He became the old ringmaster. And, and really, that if you look online, there's there's some stuff about that. But I get the promotional ability from my dad. Flint was a wonderful place to grow up. I was born in McLaren. I like to say I was born in 1962. And the next day, the Lions won. I didn't know this at the time. But the Lions won what was called the playoff bowl or whatever it was in, 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 in 62. So when I was one day old, the Detroit Lions were undefeated. And since then, their winning percentage has been 44.6%. It's bad luck to give up on the Lions. I, I gave up for one day. It was like journey. I quit believing. I, you know, don't stop believing. I stopped believing in the Lions for one day. Right, Brad? Yeah, we, and, and I had all kinds of bad luck. What high school did you go to? I went to uh, Grand Blank. I almost wore my Grand Blank Bobcat shirt today, but it's a little tight. So I didn't. I uh, graduated in 81. Steve Smith was our quarterback. Uh, went on to Michigan and to some, some degree of fame and uh, graduated and went to SMU uh, down in Dallas. But I did get a degree and graduated in uh, with journalism. Oh, yeah. Great. And then and then you came back home after that? Yeah, I came, uh, I came back home and did some uh, freelance writing for the Flint Journal. Uh, Marianne Whiteside did a couple spe special sections when the Water Street Pavilion opened, did some freelance, quite a bit of freelance writing, went to uh, work for uh, uh, Bob Weinman, Matrix Marketing, handled the Ron Slivka account, did that for a couple of years. Then, then I was doing a presentation at Little Joe's, sales manager from uh, Fox 66, which was a new independent at the time back in 87. I was doing this presentation. This guy was up there drinking, and he came down and he said, you know, you need to forget this. You need to go sell advertising for me at the TV station. His name was Bob French. Wonderful guy, uh, lifelong friend. God bless his Anyway, that's, I got into the TV business uh, at Little Joe's one night, you know, basically. What, what was the call station? That was 6 WSMA. They ran uh, basically nothing but movie. We show more hits. And then it became a Fox station, and that was married with children and then we carried the Pistons, and you mentioned Mark Parr. You know, we cut a deal on the... That's Parr, that's Parr Media. Parr Mark, Media. Mark Parr, who was a Mr. Automo Automobile Dealership of Michigan uh, advertising agent. 
Yeah, it was uh, originally Car Concepts. Very successful. He and Dana, his wife at the time, were just go-getters. We all became friends. The Detroit Pistons were, we knew that this was going to be the year. It was, I guess, what, what was he, 89? Yeah. It's the bad boys. But bad boys. And so we go out on the golf course, and by, by the time we had played 18 holes and had about a similar amount of drinks between us, we had put every single one of his uh, uh, clients on in, in, a, in a Detroit Pistons sponsorship on Channel 66 there. And I, I, my friend Bruce Bryan, I was actually working at the time partially in Saginaw. My wrist hurt from writing up the orders back in the day. You had to write them up by hand. And I'm like, man, this is getting tough. They keep winning. It was a great time to be, uh, be in the TV business right there with the, the Pistons and the bad boy. Car media or car concepts, probably one of the most well-known in the media market, actually, which is the city of Saginaw, Midland, and Flint. Well, the thing about Mark and Dana, what they were doing, you know, they had they had a system. They, they put the, for the most part, put the uh, dealer up on there. And it's really tough to fire your advertising when you're the dealer doing the advertising on TV. I always thought that was a stroke of genius. I don't think that's exactly what Mark's intent was. But they had a system and they would flood the market with, uh, yeah, they got good rates because they had a lot of, uh, they had a lot of clients with money and we all wanted a piece of it. And um, really, I caught my biggest break when I was at, at Channel 66 before the Pistons even did that. Uh, when Arsenio Hall came, guys like uh, Bill LaFay. The magic carpet man. Absolutely. You ought to have him do one of those uh, personality profiles while, while we're at it. I, we, did a, we did a personality profile. He had, he had all his media reps come in. To, this is uh, Bill LaFay I'm talking about. And they had this company come in and they analyzed your, your personality, allegedly, so they could do better business together. Guy comes up to the front of the room and he goes, Is Dave Barber here? Mark Parcell? He goes, It's amazing. You guys can even tie your shoes. You're a rebel in persister phase and you're just a rebel over here, Mr. Barber. I don't know. We were pretty successful. I think people felt <laughs> calling him calling him a rebel was polite. Yeah, yeah. He, exactly. God rest his soul, but uh what a character. What a character. Well, Mark what do you miss about Flint? Well, I think it's a it's a real close knit community. Like I said, it's a bunch of bunch of hard workers, a bunch of hard players. Everybody knows any everybody, as you know, and your 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 positions uh, there. I miss the people. I get up two or three times a year, try to try to see everybody I can. Oh, I miss the miss the Cobles Coney Island. <laughs> I miss the uh, big boy. I don't go too long without getting up there. What do you think it was about Flint and its people that has attracted folks like you? I mean, obviously you left for business reasons. It really had nothing clearly with the city itself. But what is it about the city that you think makes it so special? When you look at the history of industries, when you start with the logging industry that led to the carriage industry, that led to motorized carriages and cars, resiliency with the water issue. and with the crises that Flint has always endured, Flint has always come back. And so I look at people who want to write Flint off and I'm like, dude, it's not going to happen. Get on board because something good's going to, going to go on. And really the food up there is great. I was sorry that Empress of China closed. Luigi's Pizza is fantastic. The hot dog stand over in, uh, in Grand Blanc or, and, you know, there's just so many good. Oh, Brick Street's great. Oh, Starlight's great. That's about the best sauce. The uh, Coney Dog and 
Well, Coney Burger. So we used to go to Capitol, go around Van Slyke, and get the uh, Coney Cheeseburgers. So it's, it's the people art. It's the resiliency of the town itself. It's just a magical music environment, too, when you consider Grand Funk, Questy Mark and the Mysterians. Seeger played up there while Seeger played at Mount Holly. Started, got his start there. Tell me a couple things about uh, Memphis that we should pay attention to if we come down to the view. It's barbecue. It's this guy back here. We have a beautiful riverfront. We have festivals when we can hold them, which is not now. But you come down here for a three-day weekend, and you eat like a king. You go visit the king, and uh, you can go to B.D. King's on uh, on Beale Street. It's just a fun, long weekend trip. And really, come see me at South Main Sounds because we do original music and songwriters from all over the world, including the Detroit area. Actually, it had a girl from Flint that comes in, in regularly, uh, uh, Jesse Jordan, whose folks I work with at, at Channel 66. Hey, just come down and see me and I'll take care of you. If you're not familiar with uh, Memphis, it is a music center, uh, just like Detroit, Michigan. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate your time. Go Spark. You got it. Thanks, Mark.